0: Open with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 28. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 28. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless God. Hallelujah. Today's word is born to run. Hallelujah. Born to run. Praise the Lord. Matthew, chapter 28, verse number 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He lives. Jesus lives. Amen. He's risen. He rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 28 is about the empty tomb. The empty tomb. And you know the story. Mary Magdalene and Mary uh, went to the tomb early that morning and the angels of the Lord uh, appeared to her and they said, don't be afraid. Uh, Jesus, the one you're looking for, he's not here. He is risen. Hallelujah. 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 He is risen. He is not here. And it says in verse number six, he's not here for he has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he is lying and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you into Galilee. And there you will see him. Behold, I have told you in verse number eight. And they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to report it to his disciples. You see, the angels of God appear to them and says, go quickly. Don't dilly-dally. Don't take your time. You know, don't, don't stop for coffee. Go and quickly and tell his disciples. And they heard that and it says they were filled with, with reverent fear and with joy, with great joy. And what did that make them do? Oh, well, let's go tell the disciples. It says, what did they do? They were filled with great joy, and because Jesus rose from the dead, he's risen, they started to run because they were bearers of great news and of great joy. Hallelujah. They had something to bring to somebody. They had good news to report to somebody, and they weren't going to take their time. I'm telling you, they got on their horses. They didn't get on their horses. They ran. But they they were moving. They were booking. They were putting the pedal to the metal, and they were going to tell the disciples. Amen, right? Because what did the angels do? The angels said, go quickly. Man, this is good news. Go quickly, right? And so they ran. They ran to tell the good news to the disciples. Hallelujah. 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 Are you excited that he's alive? Are you excited that he's risen from the dead? Hallelujah. That should make a difference in how we go about life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been born to run, to run with the gospel, to run with faith and in faith. To run means what? It's an action. It's an, it's an action. And it means doing something a little bit faster, differently than you've been doing it, All right, And so the Bible tells us we're going to look at some verses talking about running with faith, running with the gospel in this life. Hallelujah. We've been born to run. How many of you have seen the movie Scrooge? Huh? I think if you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. But you know the story of Scrooge, right? He was miserable, and he was a humbug. Hum, you know, he didn't want nothing to do, right? But you know what happened, right? Once he got a revelation of, uh, right, from those three dreams, right, those three uh, apparitions, what appearances? Once he got a revelation about life and about the hereafter, what did he do? He changed, didn't he? Remember, he 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 thought he was about to die, and and he woke up and he found out that he wasn't dead, that he was alive, and that. What did he do? What did Scrooge do? You remember? He started doing all kinds of dances, jumping, twirling on his head, and right? And he got, because why? He was alive. He wasn't dead. How many of you know that you have new life in Christ? You're not dead. You're alive. You have a new life. We should have that kind of zeal inside of us. You know the story. Scrooge went around and he opened the door and he ran down to, the, to see his, uh, the housemaid. And she thought he was nuts. She thought he went crazy. She thought he lost his mind. Ah, oh, hallelujah. How many of your family thought you lost your mind when you came to Jesus Christ, when they saw a new joy in you, right? They saw something different in your step. They saw something different in your talk and in your walk. And they said, he must be losing his mind. <laughs> but was Scrooge crazy? He had a reason for rejoicing, didn't he? Don't we have a reason for rejoicing? Because he lives. The Bible says rejoice. Rejoice always. Rejoice always in the Lord. And that's what makes us want to run with the good news in the gospel. We have a joy inside of us. We have a reason for rejoicing. Because he lives, he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. I want to just say three things this morning. Number one, We've been born blessed. Oh, yes, we have. I know people say, oh, we've been born with sin. Well, yes, we, there, that's true. But we were born blessed. Let me tell you why. Because in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 27, the Bible declares to us that God created man in his own image. And in his own image, he created them male and female. You've been created in the image of God. And if that is not a blessing, I don't know what is. God says, I created you to be my reflection on the face of this earth. God didn't create you to be a dog or a cat or a fish. He didn't create you to be a bird or an ant or a worm. God created you, created us in his image. It says, I formed you and fashioned you in the womb. I knit you together and I made you in my image. Do you understand that? God made you in his image. Tell me that's not being blessed to be made and created in the image of a living God. We just let that go right over us and we say, oh, I was born a poor sinner. You were born blessed. You were born in the image of the living God who wants you to be his reflection upon the face of this earth? And so you were. We were born blessed. Just the fact that he knitted us together in the womb and breathed life into us, he made us in his image. That alone declares, speaks volumes. You were born blessed. Hallelujah! When we understand that we were born blessed, that we were born in his image, that makes us want to look to him. All the more, and love him and thank him and be grateful for his life. But not only did he make us in his image, he made us in his image because God wants us to be with him always and forever. God didn't make us to be, you know, I got a little dog. Her name is Daisy. I love Daisy. And I, if I could bring her here, I would. But I would want her to be with me all the time. I know there's certain places I can't take her because she's a dog. But I love her. She, God created her. But I can't take her everywhere I go. But if—but my wife, we can go everywhere because she's not a dog. She's my wife. Right? We are one. And God says that he wants, he made you in his image so that we can be with him everywhere he goes and everywhere. So God didn't make us to be his pet. He didn't make us to be a little dog and say, wait here because you're not allowed in here. And so God created us in his image because he wants to be with us and wants us to be with him All the time. Tell me that's not being born blessed. That God wants you in his fellowship continually and constantly. You know what in the garden God said. It says he walked with them every day. Jesus says in John 14 verses 1 through 7. He said don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Hallelujah. You see, God in the beginning wanted us to be with him. He, we were born to be with God, and Jesus says, I've been you know you you have I want you I desire you to be with me forever. And Jesus is going about doing Jesus says believe in me. That's an action to believe To have faith. Jesus says, I go. And I will come again. To receive you. The Bible says here that I will, in verse number three, and receive you unto myself. Jesus is expecting us to be continuing in fellowship with him. Jesus is expecting us to show up at the gates of heaven. Jesus is is expecting us to occupy the mansion he's building for us. Because he says, I will receive you. When your doorbell rings and somebody shows up, you either receive them or you don't receive them. Right? Come on. You will either receive them and say, come on in, or you will say, sorry, you know, whatever. And so Jesus is expecting to receive us into his kingdom, into the mansion that he's built for us. Why? Because he's created us to be with him forever. And when we are born again, Jesus says, listen, you're a new creation. I'm building a mansion in my father's house where we will have fellowship, where we will live together forever. You were born blessed. God, when when you when we were born, when we were when, when it says when man was created, God wanted to fellowship with him. Now that we're born again, God didn't change. God says, I want, I'm making an eternal place for you to be with you forever and always. We were born to be blessed. Hallelujah. But we were born to be people of action. People of action, people of faith, people who are believers. Believers are action people, but faith is action, and so we are are filled with faith, we are filled with actions, Bible-believing actions, faith-believing actions in Christ our Lord. We were were made in His image, we were made uh, to be with Him, and we were made to be like Him. In Romans 8:29 it says for whom he did foreknow he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. God is forming us and fashioning us to be like Jesus. Do you believe that? God is at work in your life because he created you in his image, because he wants you with him, and therefore God says, I want to groom you, I want to, change. I want to work in you so that you are an image, a reflection of my son Jesus Christ in this world. So that when the world looks at you, they will see a glimpse Of the love of God, of the compassion of God, of the mercy of God, of the goodness of God. That's why the Bible says that we are his body. You were born to be blessed. You weren't born to be cursed, you were born to be blessed. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants you. God desires you. God created you in his image. You were born to be blessed. Our heart, our spirit, our heart feeds our brain. And our brain feeds our body. The Bible says out of the... Out of, the abundance of the ma- out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The heart gives, gives play to your brain. Your brain is telling your mouth what to say and do. And your brain tells your body what to do. Your heart feeds your brain, your brain feeds your body. If your brain stops functioning, your body stops functioning. Your body can't do anything without your brain telling it, commanding it what to do. And your heart, your brain can't do anything unless your heart is at work telling your brain, I'm beating. You can still function. And the Bible says, I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. Because that new heart that God gives us will send a whole new set of instructions to our brain. That's why the Bible says, be renewed by your thinking, by your mind. Your your new heart, the new life, our new life in Christ, that new heart is communicating new thoughts and new things to your brain. And your brain is now telling your body, we've got to start doing things differently. Hello? We've got to start running with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got to start putting our things to righteousness. We've got to start putting our limbs and legs and stuff to, to, to do for the glory and the kingdom of God. And so our, our heart, our new heart is telling our, our new our brain, you need to get... You need to rethink. You need to get rid of the stinking thinking, and you need to start thinking about the gospel. You still need to start thinking like Christ. You need to start thinking according to the word of God, and you need to communicate that to your body. And your body, we ain't going to go where we used to go. Body, we ain't going to do what we used to do. Body, we're going to start doing new things. We're going to start building the house of God. We're going to start encouraging one another. We're going to start putting our hands and feet to new things. We're going to start running the race of faith. We're going to start doing things the right way. Thank God for a new heart and a new mind and a new body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In order to get that new heart and new mind and new body, we need to be born again. How many of you are born again? We're born again. We have a reason for rejoicing. There's a reason to rejoice. And when we have that new heart and new mind and new body, that means that we began to see the real prize. There is a prize. Oh, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And he ascended into heaven and he says, I'm building you a mansion. Hallelujah. And the Bible declares, run the race of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. There is a prize. There is a, there is a destination that awaits you. Jesus Christ is awaiting you. He's building you a mansion. and he's a, If that's not a prize, I don't know what is. Something that God has prepared for each and every one of us. And he says, run the race and I will receive you into, the, into my kingdom. One, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Do ye not know that they which run in a race run all? But one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. So run that you may obtained. There is a prize. Then racers, whatever they do, they enter a race because the prize is worth it. If the prize wasn't worth it, they would look for a different race and enter a race where the prize is worth it. And God says there is a prize, a high calling of God in Christ Jesus that awaits us. We have a place called heaven that is set apart for us. That's, a, that's our crown in glory, Jesus Christ, who has opened a way for us to enter into the kingdom of heaven, to be with him forever, to be in that mansion with Jesus for all of eternity. If that's not a prize worth obtaining, worth running for, I don't know what is. What are you going to run for, a cigar? What are you going to run for, money that, that goes away? What are you going to run for, a trophy that you can put on a shelf and it gets tarnished, or somebody can steal it? What are you running for? The Bible says we have a prize. If we look at what Jesus did, that he rose again, opened up the entranceway to heaven for us, and has prepared a mansion for us, and says, come, I want to receive you, that where I am you will be also forever. Run, so run, run the race of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The prize is eternal life with God. Jesus was born not to die. Jesus was born to live. Hallelujah. Because if Jesus was born to die and he just died on the cross, he would have been just a good man. Oh, Jesus, wasn't he wonderful? Didn't he do great things? But Jesus didn't, wasn't born just to die. He did die on Calvary's cross so that our sins could be forgiven But he was born so that he may rise from the dead on the third day. And because of his resurrection, because he lives, we have life. He was born that you may live. He was born that we may have eternal life with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That should make us rejoice. That should make us move a little bit quicker about the good news of Jesus Christ in our life. Because the tomb is empty. It's empty. He's not there. He's risen as he said. Hallelujah. And the Bible says God will also give you a crown. You talk about reward. You talk about a prize. You talk about something worth living for. It's Jesus. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is nothing greater to live for than the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. Their rewards are wondrous and beyond anything this world could ever want to offer, can ever offer us. And so we see the prize. You see, when we become born again, we see what the prize is. We see there's heaven is real. We see Jesus is risen. We see that there's a mansion. We see in the spiritual realm what we have. Hebrews 12, 1 You see, our eye, our whole body, when we were made, our whole body, was, was we were born blessed. God gave us eyes to see, but God's given us, wants us to see in our spiritual, through spiritual eyes also. And so we are born blessed that God has opened the eyes of the blind. Hallelujah. God, I once, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I once was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily besets us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, the Bible says, run the race that is set before you with patience. Don't give up. Endure. Keep on running the race of faith. Keep on running with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because there's a, there's, we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. When a people get into an arena, where they're in an arena, and who's a, the stands are filled with people who are either cheering them or booing them, right? When your f- football team is playing, the stands are filled with people who are cheering them or booing them, right? One or the other. Maybe some are booing and maybe some are cheering. It's a mixture. But every time someone gets into the arena, there's a, there's a crowd of people either cheering you or booing you. But the Bible says that when we run the race with the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we run the race of faith, we have, an, we, have, we have a whole crew of people cheering us on. They're not booing you. The, the saints of heaven are not booing you. The saints of heaven are cheering you on. Come on, go for it. You can do it. Keep going. Don't give up. Run the race. Have strength. Come on. Get up. Get up. Keep going. And the Bible tells us we are encompassed about with a great cloud. You talk about a filled stadium, it says that we are with a great cloud, hallelujah. We're not the first to run the race. We're not the first to run. There's many have gone before us and have made it into the heavens with Jesus. And all those that have made it are looking down saying, come on, come on, don't give up. Come on. Get, stand up. Come on. Run, 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 run. Run the race. Obtain the prize. It's worth it. Come on. you got to get up here with us. Don't give up. It's good to be encouraged, isn't it? God's word encourages us. Hold on. Be patient run the race, fight the fight, be strong, be of good courage. Those are words of encouragement, not despair. Those are words like, I don't think you can make it. We'll see, who knows, maybe, perhaps, could be, could be better. But the Bible says, be strong. Be of good courage. You are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You are overcomers because I have overcome. And the Bible is nothing but positive to cheer us on, to motivate us on, to do good and to run the race and not give up and not quit. Hallelujah. And so we see the cloud of witnesses and we see the Bible opens us to the truth. 1 Corinthians 9, 26. It says, I therefore so run. These are all in the Word of God. I'm not making this up. I therefore so run. Not as uncertainly. So fight I not as one that beateth the air. You see, I'm not running in vain. I'm not fighting a fight in vain. I know what I'm running for. I know there's the prize up there. I know. Nothing is, everything you do is not in vain. You know, therefore, whatever you do, your labors are not in vain, the Bible says. Your labors that you do in Christ are not in vain. We're not beating the air. We're not, we're not running for something that isn't there. We're running for something that is sure. We're, we know that Jesus rose from the dead. We know that there's a place called heaven. We know that there's eternal life with God through Christ Jesus. And so I run. Therefore, I run. I'm excited that I want to run to the prize. I want to run with the good news. And he says, I'm certain. I'm not running unsure or uncertain. I'm not running with doubt. How many of you believe you have eternal life with God? How many of you believe your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life? There's no doubt about it. Jesus said, if you believe in me. Galatians chapter 2 verse 2 says that I went up by revelation by leading of the spirit of God and communicated unto them the gospel which I preach among the gentles but privately to them which were of reputation least by any means I should run or had run in vain. The Bible tells us that as we run with the gospel through life we run into people's lives and into situations. But we're running with the good news, aren't we? And if we run into someone's life who is looking for hope, who is in despair, if we don't share the gospel with that person, what are we running with? What do we just run into someone and say, oops, oh, sorry, i got to keep running, you know. When, when, our, when someone comes across our pathway, when we run into someone's life, not to run into them to knock them down, well, I'm talking about when we run into someone's life as we're running with the gospel, running in faith and with faith, we run, someone that comes across our pathway, why do you think they're there? You think God may have something to do with it, putting it in your pathway? And to say, listen, I'm running, I'm excited here, I got good news. I got good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He loves you, he wants to help you and be with you and love you. And here it says that whether I was speaking to the Gentiles or to the other group, this other group, it doesn't matter who, who it is, but if I'm running the race and I, someone crosses my pathway, I need to share the gospel, the good news with them. It says, otherwise, what am I running for? Uh, am I just running for me? Woohoo! me, me, me. Yeah, be excited about you, but be, you know, be excited that you've got the good news that it's able to change someone's life, to bring hope, to bring light, to bring something new into someone's life, to bring them to Jesus Christ, the Savior and Lord, who can cleanse them of their sin and bring them into eternal life. There's nothing greater. And so there's a prize that they don't have to understand. There's a prize awaits you. Come on, get in the race. Come on, pick up the gospel, pick up the faith, pick up. And so slide the people's lives and situations that we run into. We run into situations and we've got to run into them with the good news of Jesus Christ. Mountain be thou removed. Hallelujah. And then our ears. You see, our eyes see. That God is greater than every, any situation. Our eyes see that God can help anyone, no matter what their circumstances, no matter what their situations. God is able. Our eyes see that. Your eyes see that. Does your eyes see that God is greater than your situation? Do you see that God is greater than someone else's situation? Do you see that God is a deliverer? Do, you, do your eyes see that God is a provider? That God is a healer? Do your eyes see that? Then we need to communicate that when someone is across our pathway and our ears are made to be a source of blessing. You were born blessed. Faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God. God blessed us with ears to hear, to hear the word of God. And his faith comes through hearing. In Galatians 5, verse 7, it says, You did run well. You did run well. You were running. And you were doing good. Where's everybody else? Wow. I'm running good. I'm I'm right in the top of the pack or whatever. I'm running good. But it says in verse 5 verse 7. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? You were doing good. But somebody came to hinder you. How did they try to hinder you? by somehow influencing you not to obey the truth. You see, God wants us to run, run well. And as long as we believe the word of God, as long as we take the word of God to heart and say, oh, I believe the word, we're, we're, we're running well. How many of you believe the word of God? All of the word of God. Not just chapter one and two and chapter four and five are like, well, that's for somebody else, not me. When we believe all of God's word, we're running well. But when somebody comes along and says, hath God said, <laughs> that old devil, hath, just try to interrupt your running the race. Hey, hey, pull aside over here a minute. Wait a minute, hold on. Stop your running a minute. Come over here and talk to me. Hath God said, I ain't got time for you, devil. God did say, and I'm running the race. God hath said, and I'm running the race. When somebody comes to you and say, oh, you know, healing is not for today. Miracles are not for today. Oh, yes, they are. I'm running my race. I ain't got time to listen to no lie. Listen, I'm, I'm running the race. And it says, who did hinder you? You were running well. Who did hinder you? It didn't mean they take, took you out, but it's, now, now you're being hindered from running. I don't want anything to hinder me. How about you? I said, who did hinder you? People. You know, the devil doesn't show up, manifest himself like the devil as you're running. Say, ah. The devil comes through people. And through people's words. And they could be nice people on appearance. They could be creatures. They could be someone sitting in a pew next to you. They could be people you hang out with. People you work with to go to school with. And they could be people who are telling you, you know, I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. I just don't believe. No, <sighs> maybe you shouldn't, you know, maybe you shouldn't go all out with that or believe all of this. No, I'm running on I'm believing the word of God. Hallelujah. Who did hinder you? Who? Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. The, the, his word is eternal life. This is, he's the one we need to listen to. He's the one we need to obey. Not man, not religious systems, not religious organizations, but we need to believe the word of the living God and run, and run well, and run well. And it says, who are you running with? Hmm. 1 Peter 4, 4. Wherein they think it's strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Hallelujah. You can run with those who bless or those who curse. You can run with those who are running for God or those who are running for the things of this world. It says, wherein they think it's strange that you don't run with them. Ha. When I was born again... Oh, come on, Fred, let's go. we got to do what we've been doing no no, 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 I, the things I used to do I don't do them anymore I don't run with the same crowd that I used to run with i don't I don't run to the same places that I used to run with, and they think it's strange that my my family and my friends that 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 I used to run with now they think it's strange that I don't run with them anymore and they think it's they start speaking evil of you because Who do you think you are? You think you're better than us? Who do you think you are that you... Well, I'm running with Jesus. I'm running the race. You can think it's strange that I'm not running with those things, with that excess of riot and, and evil anymore. I'm not going there. And my mouth will bless, not curse. Hallelujah. I will bless. I'm running with people who bless. I'm running with those that encourage, not discourage. I'm running with those that build up, not tear down. I'm running with those whose mouth speak blessing, not speak cursing. Hallelujah. You want to curse somebody, you go with another, you run with another crowd. You're not running with me. You want to run with me, you bless. You encourage, you build up, you strengthen. Wherein they think it's strange that you don't run with them. Hallelujah. Run with those of like faith. Run with those who build you up and encourage and strengthen. Hallelujah. And in Philippians chapter 2 verse four, uh, 16, we need to run holding forth the torch. You ever, see the, you ever see that when they start the Olympics, they get the runners and they take the torch and they run from one place to another until they get, until they get into the stadium? Well, we got to run with the torch until we get to the kingdom of heaven. I'm telling you, we've got to run. It says, in, it says Philippians 2.16, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. I'm going to run holding forth the word of God that I might rejoice in the day of Jesus Christ, in the day that I see Jesus and hear him say, well done thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy and the rest of your Lord. I'm going to run holding forth the word of life. His his, his word of fire, the word of life. He is the light of the world. Hallelujah. I'm going to run my race holding up the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to run my race holding up and declaring he lives. He lives. Jesus lives. Hallelujah. And I'm going to Rejoice on that day when I see him. Jesus, I ran my race with the light of the world in my hand. I ran with the torch of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I know that everything I did and labored for was not in vain. Hallelujah. Your labor in the Lord is never in vain. Hallelujah. Hold up the gospel, hold up. He is risen. Hold up the fact that he lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus says, blessed are your eyes, that's because they see. Blessed are your ears because you hear. You were born blessed. And when you're born again, you are surely, certainly blessed. You have a new heart that should communicate to your mind. We've got to run the race of faith. We've got to run through life declaring the gospel, holding the gospel, and at every opportunity sharing it with someone that they may come to know. i got to run through life holding the torch. He lives. Jesus lives. Because it helps me to always see and remember. He lives. He's a risen Lord. I'm serving and running with a living God. Hallelujah. He's not in a grave. He's not in a tomb. He's not, he's, he hasn't gone on vacation somewhere. He's with me. He's in me. And he lives. He's right here. He lives. Hallelujah. 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 You see, all those verses talk about running, running, running. Don't quit. Run the race. Fight the good fight of faith. Run on with Jesus. Go through life with Jesus. This life is short. Life is not a, uh, you know, we think a marathon is 26, you know, uh, whatever it is, miles. But, you know, the Bible says life is like a vapor. Life is short. You know, run. Run the race through this life. Bear the torture of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why back at Matthew chapter 28, verse 8, It says, and they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and with great joy. And they did run. They did run. They did run. They did run to bring the good news to his disciples. Hallelujah. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to look. You know, we've got to be quick. Let me put it that way. We've got to be quick to bring the good news to someone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! It's words of life. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes it. And we are bearers. We're bearing the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are bearing the good news. Run to spread the word. He lives. He lives. There was a preacher on the radio who used to say, spread the word. Spread the word, spread the word. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to be running with the gospel, spreading the word. He lives, he lives, he lives. He lives. Like Mary and Martha ran from the, Marys, the two Marys ran from the tomb declaring he lives. Guys, he lives. He lives. The angel says, come on, go quickly. Go quickly and tell them. Let them know. Spread the news. Get out there. Spread the news. He lives. He lives. And they listened and they said, oh yeah, we've got a great joy. We've got great news. Jesus lives. He's risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were born to run. We were born blessed. We were born to run. Hallelujah! God made us in His image. He wants us to be with Him. He wants us to be like Him, and He wants us to spread the good news. Hallelujah! 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 Are you born to run? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! There should be a new. There should be a new. Uh, uh, a new something in your step. There should be a new bounce in your step. There should be a new spring. I don't know what you want to call it. There should be a new buoyancy in the way you walk through life that he lives. He lives. He lives. lives. We don't walk with dragging our feet with our heads down. Oh me, oh my, I don't know how I'm going to get through this day. Oh me, oh my. No, I'm running the race of faith. Jesus lives. He's risen. He's my God and my provider. He's my healer. He's my all and all. He's my, he's my way, my truth, and my life. Hallelujah. We've got to get excited about Jesus in our lives. Hallelujah. And we've got to get excited about telling someone about it. Hallelujah. The devil is trying to suppress you, to hinder you from running the race, because he knows if you run the race, there's others that are going to join in the race and run alongside of you and say, oh, yeah, I'm running for Jesus too. The devil is trying to say, don't run the race, don't try and get anybody else in that race. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to hinder as many as I can. Well, devil, you're a liar. God is true, and I'm going to run with the gospel and deliver whosoever will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Stand with me this morning.